I got great news, guys. Ah! It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Good afternoon. I'm George Kurtz, and this is your fantasy news update. Monday night football. We have a big one tonight as the 8 0 49ers will take on the 7 2 Seattle Seahawks. If the 49ers can win this game, they will, all, will have done all but clinched the NFC West here in their race for home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the NFC. The 49ers are expected to be without top tight end George Kittle, who's battling multiple injuries here. Other news in the NFL, Dwayne Haskins for the Washington Redskins. He has said he is, they are going to start him the rest of the season. This makes sense. The Redskins need to figure out if he's their long-term quarterback of the future or if they need to find someone else in next year's draft which is expected to be very quarterback friendly here. Pittsburgh, James Conner, if they had practice today, it said he would have practiced in full. So he should be ready to start Thursday night's game against the Cleveland Browns. James Conner, you can be ready to get him back in your lineup. The Arizona Cardinals, who have been sort of toying with fantasy owners of late with David Johnson. They sort of for a couple of plays here, take him out, then he gets hurt. Now they said the reason he didn't play much yesterday is because Kenyon Drake was on a roll. So they didn't want to remove David Johnson from the game. I'm sure fantasy owners will be more than happy to understand this and don't have a problem with it. The New York Jets, Chris Herndon, who they've been waiting all season uh, to play after a suspension, then an injury. He suffered another injury yesterday, broken rib. His season is likely over. No more Chris Herndon. In Major League Baseball, rumors are going around that Zach Wheeler, New York Mets pitcher, is likely to turn down a qualifying offer, which will make him a free agent this season. Zach Wheeler could demand the most money right after Steven Strasburg, assuming he opts out of his contract with the Washington Nationals, and Gary Cole, who is expected to get 250 maybe $300 million when his free agency comes about here. In the NHL, Icon Don Cherry was fired today for making controversial comments about immigration. Don Cherry no longer has a home. He's been around forever here. Also in the NFL, by the way, they are investigating Matthew Stafford, really the Detroit Lions, to find out why he wasn't on the injury report until late. Sort of what the Patrick Steelers were fined for with Ben Roethlisberger earlier this season when the coach got a $25,000 fine and the organization $75,000. Detroit Lions being investigated for close to the same thing here. Former Lion wide receiver Charles Rogers passed away today. He had been battling cancer, among other ailments there. I'm George Kurtz, and this has been your Fantasy News Update. All you have to decide All right, let's roll. Game time decisions has uh, begun. The red heat and the rage. Uh, radio, except uh, Rage uh, is off. Uh, Cam Stewart uh, not feeling well uh, today. We uh, wish Cam uh, the best. As um, you know, Cam's uh, he's a big dude, so he's got a lot of things uh, under the hood, uh, so to speak. So um, Cam's uh, getting a, a checkup. He's at the mechanic, or at least he should be on his way uh, to the mechanic. Remember last week, he looked pretty flush and uh, and stuff. And there's been a couple of times actually that. Um, He's hit the wall in these uh, these updates, but uh, the updates are uh, five minutes, not three minutes. Uh, George Kurtz uh, in for Cam uh, Stewart. 
little light on the update there, uh, George, I got to tell you. You know, 5.05, not 5.03, but I'll cut you some slack since it was a last-minute update. George Kurtz, what's up, George? It was literally a last-minute update. I think I got the phone call 10 minutes ago that I had to go on. I'm like, I'm writing things down here. You can't even read what I wrote down. I'm trying to write stuff down to, to for the update here. Uh, listen, best wishes to Cam. Get better, Cam. Get back soon. And I guess as a Cowboy fan, my day could have gone better. Yeah, well, whatever. We both we both lost. Uh, I was hoping I could come and uh, kick sand in your face about the Bills, but I didn't expect the Bills to go 13 and three. So I'm not I'm not in a full panic mode. I stand by what I told you before the year started uh, that the Bills uh, will win nine, ten football games. I think they will they'll win ten. You know, they'll go four and three. Uh, down the stretch let's say they go three and four nine and seven might get you bumped uh, actually but i will tell you in the nfl right now it's almost like everything that happened in the first two months doesn't matter <laughs> like everything's been shaken up again where it's like yeah if you guys think you were just running away with this or we're just going to give you the division or you were already in the playoffs with your wild card not so fast my friend as lee corso uh says there's a lot, lot of racetrack left, man. You know, look, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a classic example of this. They were left for dead. Pittsburgh Steelers are right back in the playoff picture right now. They are. And what a, what a magnificent job Mike Tomlin is doing. I mean, no Ben Roethlisberger. James Conner has been hurt multiple games. You, Antonio Brown, you got rid of in the offseason. Low Le'Veon Bell. This might be Tomlin's best job coaching ever. Yeah, that's ironic because people are always mad at Tomlin. Remember, oh, you know, is it his last year? You know, he's terrible. You know, for a guy that's been to a couple of Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl, and had the success, they you know they were willing to throw him under the bus pretty quickly in Pittsburgh, actually. And you know, you know, one thing with Tomlin is he does make strange in-game decisions, but what coach doesn't in the National Football League? I mean, people forget when, when, when Belichick was playing against uh, the Seahawks in that Super Bowl that they intercepted Wilson uh, on the goal line. He had his timeouts left. He wasn't using them. You imagine if Seattle just would have milked the clock and everybody's like his timeouts. You know, coaches do things. And you know, a good example is yesterday, actually, with Pittsburgh, in which they went for it on, what was it, their 29-30 yard line? He doesn't get yes. that. People want Tomlin fired. Right? They'd be like, they, they want him fired. Like, oh, he's an idiot. He always goes for two at the wrong time. He does these stupid things. And and he gets it, and now he's a genius. But I agree. I mean, this is as good as coaching as he can he do. What are they, 5-1 and one now? 6-1 and one without Roethlisberger? It, it's been incredible. No one saw this coming. I mean, uh, I know I wrote them off when Ben went down. It wasn't like they had a top-ranked backup. You know, they had Mason Rudolph, who we knew very little about. He doesn't look, even look all that great, actually, but the defense has come alive. And I am still not thrilled about the trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, but what a difference this man has made in that secondary. I mean, Gabe, is there a game where he's not returning it the yeah. second for a touchdown? No, he's been, uh, he's been unbelievable. And just the energy that he brings. That was the problem, though. And you know what? Credit to the Pittsburgh Steelers. What's the GM's name? Is it Colbert? Um, uh, it's credit to these guys. They weren't doing great at the time. They gave up the first-round pick. And I remember a lot of people were like, They're, what, are they, what are they, crazy? They're not making the playoffs. You know, why not keep this pick? It's actually going to be a good pick. And I remember at the time the debate even was, you know what? 
let's say they're even not a great team and the pick is the seventh pick or the eighth pick and the ninth pick in a draft. Are you getting a player better than Mika Fitzpatrick, George? And now look at, he's got him back in this thing. And now this first round pick, nah, it'll be a 20th pick, 22nd or something like that. You know, great move by the Pittsburgh Steelers addressing it. Because even though they had quarterback issues, as a whole, their offense really wasn't the major concern. Defensively is where they were getting gashed early in the season. And he's made a big ass difference. Big, big, uh, big, big difference. Yes, they bet on themselves, and right now it's paying off. All right, we'll get things uh, set up, uh, you know, so we appreciate it. Well, listen, George was set to join us anyways. Now he's just in for the long haul. <laughs> George thought he was just coming in for a couple innings. He's got to go the distance. Game time decisions. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, thank you very much, Yang. All right, George Kurtz. Uh, you know, it's fitting that George is in for Cam, and we wish Cam uh, the best. Uh, he's going to be keeping us posted. I, I was just uh, communicating uh, with him. Uh, he said that, you know, he, he had, like, some extreme chest pains. And, uh, you know, Cam's very tough, Ash. He's not the type of guy that, uh, like, Cam has done shows, like, and nearly, like, passed out and stuff like that. <laughs> so he's not, like, right now, like, kicking up at, like, the local bar at Happy Hour. Oh, I really fooled them. <laughs> you know what I mean, George? But, you know, he went from, oh, I better go to the hospital, to I hope they go away. You know, they, it happens, but they go away. I told him, you know, you can't wait till, like, they go away type of deal. You know what I mean? Like, and another thing is, too, like, they have clinics and they have an emergency room. And you always hear about the healthcare system in Canada being free, uh, George. So you might as well use it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like it costs them money. Like, you know, you can go see some clown guy on the clinic that will prescribe you Tylenol. Or you can actually go to the hospital. I told him, you got to go to the hospital. Like, you know, the chest pains, you know, come and go and stuff. One of these days, they're not going to go. So, like, you know, you got to get it addressed. I'm sure there's some medication. I think his, his blood needs to be thinned out. Personally, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> uh, but I imagine, they, you know, it's a lot of cholesterol in there and different, uh, different things. Um, so, George Kurtz, we wish Ken the best. We'll see if we can get you an update before we're done here. Um, George Kurtz is in. And Kurtz is actually our guest today. Um, so, it was, uh, it's fitting. And, you know, right now... I was thinking, you know, this Don Cherry stuff. I really didn't talk about it much this morning on the morning show. There's a lot of football talk, George. So, you know, and I'm thinking <clears throat> maybe a lot of our listeners and viewers, we're on in 106 radio stations in the morning, man. We're on in, like, you know, Butte, Montana and, you know, Little Rock, Arkansas. We're on, like, 106 sort of smaller markets. You know, how many of these people even know who Don Cherry is? But... I actually see here, George, Don Cherry's the number one number one trending topic right now on Twitter in New York. I have the New York trends up. So 
I saw on ESPN here, they were just talking about Don Cherry on one of their talk shows and debating it and all that type of stuff. So it is, it is a big story. Don Cherry, former Boston Bruin head coach, Colorado uh, Rockies uh, head coach. He was Colorado's uh, coach after Boston. And then longtime broadcaster, iconic broadcaster, sort of like an angrier John Madden type. You know, like an institution. You know, like video games, videotapes. Don Cherry made a lot of money before years ago selling hockey fights. It's called Rock and Sock'em, uh, George. He used to be a great stocking uh, stuffer in Canada. You know, it was like a VHS tape of the best hockey fights and stuff. So, you know, Don's always been a businessman. He's had a chain of restaurants. Don Cherry's Grapevine. And, you know, he's, uh, he's always had these different like business deals going on over the years but now he's getting older and the filter is getting thinner and um, I actually predicted ironically enough I don't know why because he didn't say anything too offensive a couple of weeks ago but I told Mike Blewett on this show like Blewett was like oh my god you just called this I said George that if you care about Don Cherry and He's got a wife and he's got a son. His son is his agent. I said, if you guys really care about him, which I know they do, you've got to protect him from himself and you've got to start the farewell tour because this is exactly what was going to happen. I'm not going to lie. I'm somewhat surprised that Sportsnet and uh, the network that he's on pulled the trigger as quickly as they did. But Sportsnet, George, is owned by Rogers, who own the Blue Jays. Rogers Communications, cell phone company, uh, internet, cable, etc. They're, like, bigger than, like, uh, like, Dolan and stuff, bro. Like, Rogers is, like, I think it's the fifth or sixth largest corporation in the world type of deal, bro. Like, they're, and they're publicly traded. You can't have a guy on TV ripping immigrants on a pub with, that works for a publicly traded company George, um, you know, if you know, we'll get your take on this. I just wanted to, uh, and I want to get people, uh, you know, the comments and what happened is that um, it's it's Veterans Day, and in Canada, people wear poppies. You know, like the troops died in like poppy fields, so they wear poppies, and you know, they sell them at like corner stores and grocery stores, and like. You know, the little cadets on the street and the Salvation Army and everybody. Every, you know, it raises funds for veterans and the Legion and stuff like that. And most most Canadians wear them. It's one of those deals, George, where if you're on TV, you sort of, you know, you have to. Otherwise, it's like, what are you doing? You know, you know what, what are you, some sort of, you know, anti, you know. And it's not even a political thing to wear a poppy. It's not like you're standing, I stand for war. It's a salute for World War II and Normandy and everything, mostly. And people wear poppies. But Don Cherry, evidently Don Cherry didn't feel that he'd seen enough poppies in the streets of downtown Toronto. So he started by saying, all you people that come here and um, you don't respect, uh, you know, you live in Canada, but you don't respect our values and you won't support and show tribute to the people. And, you know, he went off to the people who allow you to live the way that you live and all of this. But, George, it's a fallacy. It's not like uh, some immigrant group said, you know what, screw you and your poppy, George. He probably saw, like, one guy in a store not wearing a poppy and went off on a tirade. 
Uh, I'm surprised he got fired. I thought he'd get suspended. But as I stated, they're a publicly traded company. And the Canadian broadcast system, George, like the FCC for Canada, they got so many complaints, their system crashed. Like they told people, stop calling and complaining. We know our systems crash, we're aware. Don Cherry bites the dust, but now he's like a cultural hero. People are talking about all oh, those dirty liberals took him down and stuff. And I just stayed like, I got an email from someone here, and I'll give you a second here, George. This is from a guy that I know. He follows me forever. Listen to the show, Pie Man. The only sad thing about this is the obvious pussification uh, being brought out by the politically correct leftist bullshit major media. Sportsnet definitely included. F them. And I responded and just tweeted, yeah, because it's Sportsnet's fault that Don Cherry's an idiot, George. What do you think? Oh, I agree with you. I'm not. I don't believe in political correctness at all. I think well, pussification is the right word for this whole, at least this side of the uh, the globe, right? That's all we care about. Everyone we can't make anybody upset. Participation participation trophies for uh, kids playing sports. Everyone gets a trophy. You know what? Little Johnny may have just sucked, and maybe he doesn't deserve a trophy. That sort of thing. So I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, but that being said, it is what it is. I like the I I like Don Cherry. I like the fact that he would generally say what was on his mind. And I can appreciate that in broadcasters. Yes, he may have said things I didn't dis- uh, I didn't agree with. You know, think of the Carolina Hurricanes last year. I thought that was fun what they did. All the celebrations after the game. But he called them a bunch of jerks. You know, and that sort of thing. You know, he's, he's sort of the old man, get off my lawn sort of thing. You would have to think, Gabe, that his son, the agent, others that are close to him, had tried to reel him in or told him to be careful. I don't know if he's listening to anybody. He may think, hey, I'm Don Cherry. I'm Canada. No. You know, I'm hockey. So I, yep. I wonder if that exactly. uh, would have mattered anyway. You know, and that's the thing that he was going to do this to himself. He was going to do this to himself. Trust me, I know. Like, you know, as, as a psychotic broadcaster, I know the streak that he has. And he's old. He doesn't care. And quite frankly, he's gotten away with everything for the last 25 years. This isn't new. You know, he went on a tirade about people wearing turbans in the military. And they might be traitors. You know, you, you can't trust them. Um, dude, like, you know, Don Cherry doesn't like brown people. He doesn't like Russian people. He doesn't like people from Quebec. He hates Quebec. He hates French people. He hates Swedish people. He hates Finnish people. Uh, we could go on, guys. Um, I'm sure he. I'm sure he's a big, big, uh, you know, same-sex marriage supporter. We can go on. You know, Don Cherry's a xenophobe. People, he's xenophobic. So, people, you guys can talk about. Oh, it's political correctness. It's a freaking hockey game. It's a hockey game. Like the only person that thinks this is a good idea is Kurt Schilling, who started talking about like Muslims and transvestites during the Little League World Series for some reason. Right? They're idiots. You know, they're idiots. And, you know, does Don Cherry deserve to be fired? Yeah, yeah. He he was going to go down one way or the other, guys. Could have been worse, to be honest. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount.
Get in the game with DraftKings right. Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus up to $500. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Two, make a deposit. Three, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. I've got... uh... I've got uh, Twitter blowing up uh, here right now because I just uh, said I can't believe how many stupid, ignorant, racist Canadians there are amongst you. Um, here's a guy, Dana Lane. I know this guy, doesn't he? He's a hockey handicapper. Pretty sure Don Cherry just wanted every Canadian, no matter their origin, to wear a poppy to support uh, lives they've given for their country. I'm going to respond to him. Or I'm pretty sure <laughs> he meant the exact words <laughs> he said. These people, are they're like the people that, like, no, 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 you didn't mean it like that. Let's not take him for what he said and it has been. And let's not take him for who he's been his entire life. Let's spin it because we like him. It's amazing, like, the, the politics angle of everything, the tribalism. Like, basically, somehow, it's Justin Trudeau's fault, George. I don't know if you know Justin Trudeau is the Canadian prime minister. He's, he'd be like Barack. So it's like, it's, it's his fault. It's like the, it's like they're wussified because of him, and that's why Don Cherry's fired. Don Cherry's fired people because he's an old, senile racist. It's pretty simple. <laughs> All right, guys? Trust me. You don't. Yeah, I know Don Cherry. I've actually met him. Unlike you people, I leave my house. I actually have met people and done things in my life. All right? I have met Don Cherry numerous times. I know people that know Don Cherry closely. This is Don Cherry, people. But this is half of you as well, for the most part. I just tweeted out, you're all immigrants. Someone's like, no, 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 we're not. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Like, you know, the, 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 the level of arrogance of people who think because your grandparent got there before someone else's that makes you more Canadian uh, or American, etc. It's pretty pathetic, George. It's comical, but you know what? Most of these people that hang on to this stuff don't have anything going on in their life. So they hang on to this patriotism stuff, right? They hang on to this tribalism stuff because you're not part of anything. You're not successful in your own life. You don't have anything going on. You got a crappy job or you're unemployed. You're single or, you know, you've got a terrible marriage going on. So the only thing you have left is, oh, I'm white. Uh, I'm white. Yeah, I remember when the things were, were the way they were. When? When? When Archie Bunker was on? Archie Bunker's an idiot. All right? I hate to tell you people this. Archie Bunker's an effing idiot. Was it a funny TV show? Yeah. He's still an idiot. You know, like, uh, you know. But like I stated, it's always people that also, I get, it's sort of like the people that are outraged by immigration the most are always the people in sticks, the sticks, George, that have never met an immigrant before. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always like, it's always like people that are like a middle of nowhere that are offended. It's always people that live in their mom's basement. They sit on Twitter all day bitching about stuff and never do jack squat in their own personal lives. I hope I'm being clear with my take here. So, did I think Don Cherry deserved to be fired? No. I said last night, suspend him, force him to apologize on the air, 
and he announces that this is his last year. He basically says, all right, guys, you know what? I'm really sorry for what I said. This is my last year. Let's just talk hockey. I, I, I don't want to ruin my last year here. And it goes away. But you know what? People want to jump behind this tribalism crap and left wing and political correctness and all that crap. Well, if you say it's too politically correct, then just state it. You wish you could be racist and say whatever you want to say. That's the way I look at this, George. I've got no time for this trap. i got no time for these people. I grew up around hockey people. They are racist. All right? They are. Yeah, P.K. Subban's been treated fairly in his, in his career. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Peter Rao was treated fairly in his career. Like, come on, guys. It's always going to be a bunch of white people that play hockey that tell you, oh, no, there's no racism in hockey. Hockey has been a racist culture. It is. And Don Cherry's just an old man that doesn't care if you know it anymore. That's the reality of this, George. Oh, I agree. I think saying there's no racism in hockey is silly. There's racism everywhere. It's hard to get away from. I mean, a lot of it's, it's – I think it is – sometimes it is not being educated. Uh, for me personally, I treat people the way they treat me. I don't care what you look like or what you are. If you treat me well, I'll treat you well. If you treat me poorly, I'll, won't, I probably won't talk to you. You know, I probably won't want anything to do with you. I don't think I ever needed to be told that. I don't remember my parents ever saying that to me. It's just a, I, I was always a sports uh, analogy, too. I, I was always a sports guy, always playing. So I didn't care what you were, you looked like, who you prayed to or anything, as long as you could play the game. That's all we cared about. Can you help us win? You know, all through life, can you help us win? That's all we cared about. So it always surprised me in a sporting environment when you hear about this, because really the only thing you should be caring about in that environment is can, can that person help you win? Everything else, who cares? I mean, live and let live. I, I don't understand a lot of this stuff. Yeah, you know, that's live and let live is, is interesting in which, look, I'm here right now. I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'm looking over here. Um, there's a Filipino dude sitting next to a white guy. There's uh, three black guys sitting with a white guy over there. You see, Will? Uh, I'm looking over here. Here's another white guy, uh, old dude that just walked in. I don't see any of them arguing about race, politics, culture. I don't see anyone asking, where are you from? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, my boy uh, T-Bone, who lives in Vegas, somebody asked him about Paul and this and that. He goes, you know what? I'm in a sports book every day. I'm in a casino every day. He goes, no one ever once asked me who I voted for. Like this drama that the media builds up about a cultural divide. I mean, George, when you leave, when you go out, your family, and you, you know, your wife's Filipino, right? Like when you go out, is there any other like racial tension in your life ever? Are people giving you the dirt? Like I, mean I would imagine no. Right? Been married no. There's not a lot of racial tension or cultural tension. We've been married 20 years. I'm not going to tell you there's never been anything. I mean, every now and then you'll get a look. I mean, rarely. Now, nowadays, almost none. This is back uh, yeah, yeah, I've been married yeah. 20 years, so I've been married since 2000. But every now and then you go to a restaurant, you might get a look from some idiot. You know, but it's nowhere near prevalent. That's not something I worry about when I go out. If you see my, if you saw my kids, they don't, they're very, they look Irish. I mean, they look more Irish than they do uh, Filipino. I guess that's just the way the mix is. Uh, but I don't worry about it. Like I said, it never even dawned on me. I can tell you a funny little story, man. I'm, I'm a hockey ref. You know that. At one time, this Asian guy, uh, he, I guess he was mad because I called a penalty against him when he thought oh, I didn't call one that he thought I should call. And he actually said during the game, uh, and I could hear him, he goes, oh, he just doesn't, doesn't like Asians. And somebody on his team who I knew, he goes, well, his wife is Asian. And the guy real quick goes, well, that's the reason why then. I, I almost died laughing because so <laughs> he was so quick with that. It was a great line. <laughs> 
that, that is pretty good. That is pretty good. And that's the whole thing, too. It's sort of like the, and I, I don't expect you to know this, George, but there was a guy, he got hired to be on Saturday Night Live recently. All right? And like a comedian. Like every year they bring in, you know, three, four new cast members, etc. So they hired this dude from Philadelphia. What was his name? Look up, uh, what, what was his name? Uh, was Just Riley happened, something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Riley. Whatever the hell his name was. Uh, look up his name. Well, guy that, uh, comedian, he got fired before he ever, he got hired and fired before he was ever on. So they found, it's because they found a bunch of podcasts that he did in which he was saying offensive stuff about Asian people. And he's like after, you know, humor is subjective and people jumped on, well, it's easy to be offended. And he kept saying, you know, jokes, the jokes. They weren't jokes, George. It was just him and another guy talking about how, like, they don't like Asian people. It was, there was nothing comedic about it. What you just stated was funny. Don Rickles was funny. You know what I mean? Don Rickles would say, look, a Puerto Rican, you know, and he'd have a joke, and hey, I'm just kidding, love you. And then he would take a shot at someone else, right? That was, that's funny. That's like, ah, don't be, don't be so uptight. He's, you know, we're having fun here. Dropping N-bombs or dropping other epitaphs about people, that's not comedy, people, right? Like, that's not comedy. That's not political correctness to call it out. That's just racism, right? And people seem to have a, a hard time deciphering what political correctness is and what being a racist is, George. Like, I, dude, I got people now, oh, I didn't know you were so soft now and stuff. People are telling me on Twitter now, I have an extremely dark sense of humor. I dropped about dropping keys into someone's uh, coffin at a funeral once, all right? Yeah, and not that long ago. All right, like I have an extremely dark and edgy sense of humor. But I can also recognize there's a big difference between sense of humor and just being racist. That's the difference. And people try to hide behind this political correct stuff all the time now. It gets old. It's annoying. It's a low-hanging fruit. It's not political correctness's fault that Don Cherry's fired. It's Don Cherry's fault that Don Cherry's fired. Like, I don't, I don't, so, so I guess so you guys then believe, if you don't believe that, that you would believe that then you should be allowed to go on national television and start ripping people uh, because they're not wearing a poppy to your liking. You know, you people, Right. And I got people defending his words and, uh, you know, you people. And, no, this is what he meant. He just meant for real Canadians and stuff. Like, I don't know what the hell you guys mean. Like, I hope you know all you real Canadians all, like, stole the land from the real Canadians who are freaking natives. You stupid dumbasses. Like, what part of this don't, like, you jarhead white supremacists don't get? Uh, it's amazing how stupid you are. Please unfollow me. Go play in traffic and get electrocuted and hit by an electric bus. I hope you get hit by a, like a gas-free self-driving car. I hope it's like a pinko commie, leftist pinko commies, like gasless car that runs you over. Get the hell out of here. Don't come back. Don't tweet me. Don't watch my show. Game Time Decisions continues. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Decisions continues. Get on the Grand Zumo TV channel 719. George Kurtz in for Cam Stewart. Uh, we'll try to get you a Cam Stewart uh, update. We wish uh, Cam the best. Uh, he wasn't feeling well uh, right before the show uh, today. So I'm Arenzi. Uh, we're at the Sports Grid Studios at uh, the FanDuel Sports uh, Book at the Meadowlands. So we've got uh, Monday Night Football uh, this evening. A uh, interesting football game uh, tonight, and actually we've got some line movement on both ends. Um, Seattle, we're getting six and a half all day. It's now five and a half, and uh, the total was 47 and a half. It's now 46 and a half, and uh, this is a move. This is a move that uh, that I actually agree with, and this is a move that's going to frustrate me, uh, George, because I actually did a video for FanDuel already, and every time I do these stupid videos. I always like to get my pick in first. But uh, I said first half under 24. And why do I know right now when I hit click here and refresh, it's going to be 23 and a half, and it is 23 and a half. And that's the difference between a buy-in and a buy-out. You know, a big key number there, George. 24 is a key number for a first half bet. You know, like 24 is sort of like betting a seven in hockey with a total. If you get to 24, then there's a push. All right. If you guys actually score 25 points in the first half, 26 points, then I deserve to lose the bet. Because I, I thought this game would be a little slower starting tonight, George. It blows that it's 23 and a half right now, but I, I'm not going to run away from it. I just got to figure out how to approach this now. But I do think there's a slower start to this game. Both teams are very efficient at running the football. But San Francisco, their secondary, you can throw on them. So it'll be interesting to see how Seattle attacks uh, tonight, George. I think it's going to be an interesting game on several fronts. Uh, if the 49ers win this game, that division's over. You know, they'll have a three-game lead yep. on uh, Seattle. That, that's done. So Seattle needs to win this game in order to really uh, keep it uh, in the NFC West. The fact that George Kittle, uh, we don't know yet. We'll find out what in about an hour and a half. The fact that he's probably not playing tonight lets you know how badly he must be hurt. Because that, that concerns me as well. We found this out yesterday morning that Kittle probably wasn't going to play. As soon as I heard that, by the way, I placed my bet on who I expect to win this game. Because uh, I think that's going to hurt the San Fran 49ers a lot. I'm also curious. San Fran's got to be a little angry, a little pissed off. Uh, Arizona ran all over them in that Thursday night game. And that was a short week. Maybe they couldn't prepare. Maybe they took the uh, Cardinals lightly. You know, no David Johnson. We're going to be fine. Edmonds and that sort of thing. And it didn't work out that well. But I think San Fran, that team shows up better tonight against the run. But Russell Wilson, man, his numbers against teams that are like eight, no or better or something like that are incredible. He finds ways to win game, win these kinds of games here. And I know Seattle can be thrown against. They have a terrible secondary. I'm just not without George Kittle, though. I'm not so sure the 49ers have the weapons to be able to take advantage of that. And I'll tell you, no, this is, it's a great matchup. I mean, you have an eight, no football team. 
they have a, a point differential of 133. 100, they've outscored their opponents by 133 points. Um, you know, very, very impressive. To put in context, uh, only the Patriots, 100, they're 172 points, which is the biggest point differential since like 1921 or whatever, as we saw a couple of weeks ago. And the Ravens, they've outscored teams by 111. Just, just amazing. You know, an ama- amazing uh, run. They haven't really played the toughest team, San Francisco, but I'm not going to take anything away from them. Yet here, so they're 8-0. They're 3-0 at home. They're 5-0 on the road. Meanwhile, Seattle suddenly, George, that old 12th man stuff, not quite as impactful as it used to be. They're 3-2 at home in five games, but they're 4-0 on the road, straight up. So as you mentioned, this is the division tonight. I don't like to be overdramatic uh, at this time of the year, but I think you're right. I mean, San Francisco improved to 9-0, and Seattle is 7-3. You know, we're talking about a a two-and-a-half game gap uh, here, guys. And if Seattle wins, it's it's game on. You know, San Francisco eight and one, Seattle eight and two. You know, we can also go on and talk about the history of these teams, George. And um, the San Francisco 49ers are like one of the best teams, if not the best team on Monday Night Football. Like in Monday Night Football history. And I thought, like, you know, they're 40-14 and one against the spread. All right, uh, Monday Night Football in their history. So you think about that. They played 50, 55 Monday Night Football games. They freaking covered 40 of them. That's amazing. But then you think, George, it's like, well, that's Joe Montana. That's Steve Young. That's Jerry Rice. You know, that, that's not the same. But it's not true. If you think about it, remember Jim Tom Sula? Remember that Monday Nighter, George, a few years ago? The Minnesota Vikings went in there and lost on Monday Night Football. Remember Jim Tom Sula, the guy with the mustache, the coach? Yes, I remember Tom um, Sula. I remember the, the game Niners. W- yeah, the Niners won two games that year. That was one of them that they won. That was one of them that they won. The Vikings lost that game. Um, uh, there was another game. It was against Seattle. Nick Mullins, a freaking nobody, set like a Monday Night Football record or whatever the hell it was. Remember that one? Yeah, Monday Night I remember Football. Remember Nick Mullins? This hell, year. You work with Jim Day. Monday you Night Nick Football. Mullins. Oh, why does Jim Day got a crush on Nick Mullins? I don't know if he has a crush on Nick Mullins. I don't know if he's trying to drive Chris uh, Chris Venture nuts. So, but, man, he every time Garoppolo comes up, all you hear is uh, Jim's love for Nick Mullins, that Nick Mullins should be starting over Garoppolo. I think he's just start, trying to get – Chris's, oh, uh, Jim go Day there, brings please. up that, oh, he brings yeah, up Nick Mullins sucks. was successful in the offense, right? <laughs> yes, yes. They'd be better with Mullins. Oh, that's all I ever hear. It's, it's, and, man, and, and Venture falls for the, uh, you know, he falls for the bait every time. I don't know. Dude, Jimmy Garoppolo, what do you think about Jimmy Garoppolo? It's hard to argue with his record as a starter. Was he 16-2? and two? I mean, no matter what you want to yeah, say about his passing ability, yeah. he wins games. He wins games. Granted, they haven't asked him to win. Uh, okay, that game against the Thursday night game against Arizona. Yes, he had to. Go, he had to go win that, and yeah, he did. Sixteen and right? two. Sixteen and two. That I mean, that's the number one job: win football games, and he does it. Granted, yeah, they've won more this year more because of the running game and the defense more than him. But he showed in that Thursday night game that he can pull it out when he has to. Uh, I think when it comes to uh, Garoppolo, stay healthy. You know, uh, prove to me you can stay healthy with 16 games. I'd probably like you a little bit more here. Yeah, They're not yeah, asking yeah. him to do much. They don't have a lot of weapons, downfield weapons. Emmanuel Sanders certainly helps there. But Emmanuel they're, they're not Sanders, doing... yeah, it really helped. 
they're not built like the Montana and Young uh, 49ers where they have Jerry Rice and, you know, uh, John Taylor and stuff like that. But I think he, I think he can get the job done. I think he'll only get better. But uh, I don't think he's going to be quite the quarterback we thought at one at one time. I'm looking at Emmanuel Sanders receiving yards, sixty nine and a half. Let's see. Well, I want to find receptions, total receptions. Emmanuel receptions, Sanders. Yeah, that, that's what I'd be well, interested four, in. Four and a half. But it's minus mm. one seventy six to the over. I was talking about him this morning. So Sanders, George has been targeted 14 times in two games. You know, averaging seven targets a game. He's got 11 catches. He's got 11 catches in two games. He's the go-to guy suddenly. He's their best receiver now, right? Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. And no George Kittle tonight, too. So maybe uh, it might even get an uptick in targets, uh, targets tonight without Kittle. Or probably no Kittle. Once again, we'll find out around 7 o'clock. Yeah, I was thinking about that, so... Play. Who does that help, George, with Kittle being out the most? Samuel? What about Debu, uh, Debu Samuel? I don't know if it helped guys like Samuel. It could help actually the running backs because they could be used for the short passing game rather than a tight end. I mean, Kittle is a yeah, yeah, no yeah, world yeah. end. He, he can get deep. He can really yeah, play Yeah, you can't there. replace this guy. He's no, their best no player. You're right. Like He's their best player. He's their best receiver, right? Uh, who does it help? I, I think it might help Breida. I wonder if Breida gets more involved in the passing game. The one thing we know, man, Shanahan's one of the best play callers in the National Football League. So, you know, he's, he's you know, he'll, they'll be all right. Yet, Shanahan's play calling will be fine. Yet, we have to take in consideration Jimmy G. When he played, he had a blanket before with Rob Gronkowski. Uh, when he played now, he's got a blanket with, with George Kittle. Pretty nice blanket to have, George, all along in the 18 games you've started, isn't it? Have these stud tight ends that are always open right over the middle of the field all the time. It'll be interesting to see now that when he drops back, it's not like, oh, there's number 85. I could just throw it to Kittle. He's going to make a play after the catch. Jimmy G's work's going to be a little bit tougher tonight. A quarterback's best friend, especially a young quarterback, it's almost always the big target over the middle with a large wingspan. It's almost always the tight end there. I think that's what helped Lamar Jackson earlier this season when Mark Andrews was going bananas. Same thing with Kittle, Wentz with Ertz. Not so much this season, more Goddard. But I, uh, I'm i curious to see how they're going to replace that. I don't think it'll be the whatever tight end's going to play in his place, which I'll find out. I think it's going to be more, as I said, short pass to the running game makes sense here. But the way to beat Seattle is throwing the ball into the secondary. Sanders. And four and a half, that, that's five catches. That's a, that's, a, that's a lot. That's 80 catches over a full season. I don't know if Sands would do that. But I think I'm going to have some money on that as what, well. What, to get so five catches? Go, yeah, they're not built to have a, a, an 80-yard receiver, an 80-yard reception receiver. They're just not. This is not other teams. But I'm going to go with the over. Yeah, I hear I that, I, but the game plan is you're going to go with the over in the, the game? No, I'm going with the over receptions for uh, Sanders. I'm going to take the over four and a half. Okay. Yeah, like I said, well, look, he's, you know, it's a good point. Look, he had four in one game. In the first game, he had seven in the last game. Last game, he was seven for nine. Nine targets, seven catches. Um, and the other one was four for five. Four catches, five targets. So 14 targets, 11 catches. He's averaging 5.5. Now, a prop that I, I gave earlier in the day was Russell Wilson over 21 and a half rushing yards, George. You know, that, 
they you know this is Seattle's offensive line isn't great. They got a nice pass rush. At some point, Russell Wilson's going to take off. And Russell Wilson's good, you know, to take off for like 8, 12 yards when he does. I just need a couple of scrambles uh, from him. You know, he's gone over. to He doesn't like like to run, but it's 21 and a half. It's a manageable number. And uh, he's actually gone over this number in three of the last four games and, and in like five of the last seven uh, as well. So Wilson, I, I'm comfortable that Wilson can get me 22 rushing yards tonight, George. Yeah, I'm looking on my site of what it is because I know I'm not going to the same number as you. I haven't found it yet. I found his completions. I found his touchdowns and everything else, but not rushing yardage. Annoying. Uh, but I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the over here as well because I think he's going to have to. The San Fran secondary is good. Defense is good overall. He's not going to have time to sit back there and look. He's going to have to scramble somewhat to move that football. So I like the over here. I just want to make sure mine's not ridiculous. Now, you know, you can throw on San Francisco, though. You know, Richard Sherman is old. He's sort of, they're sort of protecting him out there. They've been very opportunistic. Uh, there's been a lot of tip balls. Like, San Francisco are a weird team. They're 8-0, but you don't really know how great they are, really. Um, I want to see here, like San Francisco. The thing with San Francisco and their secondary, and it's the problem, it's always skewed because if you're really good and you're winning games all the time, you're probably going to be giving up passing yards, George, because, you know, teams are going to be playing from behind on you. So, um, as you mentioned, you know, 169 yards a game. Wow. It's pretty crazy. 169 yards a game. On the ground, they're ranked 14th in the National Football League. Yet, I can't buy into Chris Carson, bro. Fantasy guys always hype Carson up every week. I've bet on a, on a prop a few times. He's not one of these sure-shot guys you can guarantee he's going to get numbers for you. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can tell you one fantasy league. I didn't start Carson this week for the reason you mentioned. I know they got lit up by Kenyon Drake last time. I just think that caught San Fran a little off guard, and I think it also was a short week. Uh, they've had a long time to prepare for this game. I don't see them. I don't see Carson having a good game tonight at all. I would take the under. I got 78 and a half. I'll take the under on that. All right, we'll take a look uh, at the NFL game uh, more in depth. We'll take a look at the props uh, for tonight. And then we'll take a look at the NHL, the NBA, college basketball, everything else in between. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Fellas, thank you very much, Yang. All right, don't worry about Don Cherry. He's not the number one trending topic anymore. Uh, now, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga has sparked outrage. Oh, boy, fake outrage. Man, people get outraged every 10 minutes uh, on the Internet. Lady Gaga fans are shook after she said she doesn't remember the album Art Pop. And, uh, you know, George, this, this will be one of the few times where... I'm kind of being going to be as lost as you are on this. Like, you could have offered me $5 million cash. 
like five mil cash. And you would have asked me, what is art pop? Like on Jeopardy, like final question, I, I take home all the money. I would not have said, what is Lady Gaga? <laughs> like, no idea. No idea. I've always found Lady Gaga to be annoying and just sort of a cheap modern um, Madonna knockoff. Like, let's, like, I know, and George, you know, you know Madonna, obviously. Like, this Lady Gaga chick can't be more of a rip-off than Madonna. Like, she even sounds like Madonna. She looks like Madonna. She acts like Madonna. And everything she does is like she's Madonna. And I think she's one of these girls after. She's like, oh, I don't even like Madonna. I don't even, I've never heard of her, <laughs> right? Like she ripped everything off of Madonna. But no, no, like, she takes offense to Madonna uh, comparisons. So, uh, yeah, Lady Gaga, their, their little army of fans there, they're not happy that uh, she doesn't remember her best record, supposedly. I don't know why. She wants to distance herself from it, I guess. So, um, we got Monday Night Football tonight. We'll jump into all these props. Maybe George got some NHL hockey uh, for us uh, this evening. We'll take a look at the NBA board. George will not have any NBA basketball uh, picks for us. <laughs> uh, but he will have some uh, hockey. But, of course, there's only two games uh, in hockey tonight. The hell's up with this, George? Every damn night, the NHL schedule, there's like, there's always like two games a night. And then one night, like, it seems like Wednesday or Saturday you have a million games. But there's always, there's always two games only. All right, we'll hit this on the other side. Hopefully, Kurtz has uh, got five minutes for us right now. Good luck with that. You can remind people, Kurtz, that you know, the Raptors are playing the, uh, the Clippers tonight. There's another league called the NBA. Get on the grid.